Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the You Versus You podcast. I'm Bailey. I'm Lucas. I'm your host because I'm taller. And on today, on uh, what movies Lucas hasn't seen today. <sighs> oh, what do we have? What do we have? Well, something that's popular to me. My, I don't know about you guys, but uh, have you seen Logan? No. <laughs> we really. I was already surprised by this before the show. No, um, I heard, all right. Huh? I'm not a nerd. Have you seen... Okay, you haven't seen any of The Godfathers, which is crazy. I think we already talked about the fact that you haven't seen Forrest Gump. Have you seen The Green Mile? What's it, wait, what's it about? It sounds familiar. Shawshank Redemption? So it's another Tom Hanks movie. Shawshank Redemption? No, what's The Green Mile about? I don't want to spoil it for you because it's like a crazy movie. But what, just like, like, I, like, it's like if I tell you, just tell it's me, like a difference gonna, of me watching you cry or not cry. You're assuming that I'm gonna go watch it, so you could just tell me. Well, I want to see you cry. Which one is it? Is it about the big guy that gets accused of killing those two little yeah. girls? Yeah, I've seen it. What? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's enough of that segment for today. You haven't seen Forrest Gump. I've never had the want to see Forrest Gump. It's like one of those movies that. I never like want to see it, but I, whenever it's on, I'll watch it. And it's been like that for like my entire life. You know those kinds of movies? Those kinds all right, of anyways. Movies. All right. For today, today we have an exciting episode. Today we have an interesting episode. Today we might get ruff- canceled. Ruffle up some feathers. Nah, we're not going to get canceled. Ruffle up some feathers. This is a topic that um, should hit home for every single man out there. And a woman. Um, super, something that I'm super passionate <laughs> 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 I wish we could show that. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Can you explain to them what I just saw? <laughs> it's just a meme. It's a meme of like some little... Yeah, but like what? Indian guy with like no oh, jaw. That is that. That's your stock group chat. Yeah, that's his group chat of uh, just being dumb. Tra- day tra- of day traders. <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about today, I'm, I'm, I've always been super. He seems pretty high value, you know. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been super passionate about it. I mean, all my life without even knowing it, until I realized that there was an actual name for this. Um, and Lucas has been passionate about it as well. Um, a lot of people that we're actually really close with, now that we're more exposed to this topic, we realized are also passionate about this topic. And this topic um, has a few different names. Some people call it being a high-value man. Some people call it being an alpha male. And some people call it just being or just living. Just being good at everything you do, kind of. <laughs> Or being, some people would call it being masculine, living at being a man and living in your masculine nature. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, So values for men at any age. So uh, obviously we're not, um, we're not at the end of our cycle as men. So when I know personally when I started applying these values, I mean, just life in general started to seem easier or better. 
the quality of life that I have had from these values that I think could apply to almost anybody. And, but we're talking about especially for men. When I applied these values, um, life just seemed to function more. And I, and I felt happier. I felt like I was um, putting myself in the place that I actually belonged. And so that's what this episode would, is going to be about. Values for men so that you can live a better life and live to your purpose. And this would be an important episode for women as well, so that you can spot which men have these high value attributes to them and which men have um, more beta attributes to them that are more toxic, that are signs that you should probably stay away from, that that relationship or that situation, whether it's business whether it's um, romantic, whether it's a friendship, whatever, that situation probably would end better if you dodge that bullet. Women probably also, in terms of relationships, like romantic relationships, they're probably looking for guys with these masculine traits, and like they're not necessarily conscious of it because it's just nature, you know? No woman's going to want to be with a beta that's like... A lot of a lot of this Unless stuff, alpha yeah. A lot of this stuff um, is is biological, and you'll see when when we talk about it. I mean, the words are translated to modern subjects, but the basis and you know the origin is from our our biology. And to kind of touch on exactly what you just said, a lot of my inspiration for this comes from Stefan Arnio, who unfortunately passed away. I believe this year. Um, if you aren't familiar with him, check him out. S T E F A N A A R N I O. His, um, they still post his content, and he has a ton of books out. His most popular one is "Hard Times Create Strong Men." Um, he, it's like a Bible, um, and it's it's exactly that. He talks about the cycle of good times creates weak men. And weak men create hard times, and hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men, and the cycle goes on. And so it's crazy. Before he died, he predicted that um, these good times were created by strong men, and so these good times created weak men. And he predicted in 2020 that uh, it was going to be one of the worst years ever and also, it was going to be the fall of our democracy because democracy has a 100-year life cycle. And he passed away early 2020 before COVID, before this huge political split because of the presidential elections. Um, and even, even beyond COVID, I mean, we could all agree that this year is one that stands out as far as um, negativity, mm -hmm. um, just, I mean, deaths. Um, just crazy things like that in general. So something super important that I, I the reason why I brought Stefan Arnio up was um, something that he said that really resonated with me other than his cycle was that the topic of being a high value man is not only for men, it's for women as well for the point that Lucas just brought up. Um, women are also in the market for high value men. And just like, you know, any way of looking at it, from a even from a supply and demand perspective, there isn't a large supply of alpha men, high value men. So the market is fiending for this. And that's why he created his book, Hard Times Create Strong Men. 
And this is not to be confused with what people call toxic masculinity. Um, Time that right. We're going to talk about that next episode. For next this episode. episode. We're going to start releasing our episodes one week at a time. Yeah, one week at a time and, um, you know, little clips throughout the week. So we're going to release three pieces of video forms of content a week. Um, little clips of our full episode throughout the week, Monday, Wednesday, and then Friday our full episode will drop. And all of them drop like at noon, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Yeah. 12, 15 p.m. to be exact because YouTube for some reason doesn't let me select 12. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It goes like in 15-minute blocks. It's like... <laughs> No, it goes in like 45-minute blocks, I think. Yeah, I was about to say, if it's in 15-minute blocks, then you could do it at 12.15. Oh, no, it and lets me select like 11.45, 12.15, 12.45. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, that's the topic for today. Um, the first thing, do you, have, do you have any notes you want to add? No. Um, the first thing that, that we... Sorry, guys. Lucas smudged the hell out of this. It's crazy. Show him your pinky. <laughs> my hands are pretty I'm clean guilty. you know what i mean uh, can you see that i'm guilty <laughs> got him red-handed <laughs> or call the ambulance but not for me <laughs> Bro, I'm trying to read it. so guys while bailey's trying to read his smeared writing hit the like button real quick Oh, yeah. Again, th- thank you all of you guys for all your support. Like, subscribe, share this with your friends. Bye, friends. Um, share this with, sh- especially this episode, share this with who you think needs to hear this. Um, women, share this to your men who you think needs to hear this. Or um, to share this with your other, your fellow women. We don't um, discriminate. These so are th- like stuff that women can implement in their life. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. A lot of these values are great for everybody. Um, yeah. but And especially for men. That's why I'm saying um, I'm sure everything that we're going to touch on today, any woman would love to see on their man and variations of this. Any man would love to see in their woman. Yeah, I was going to say that the stuff that we're going to talk about is to become a high value man. But some of these you could also implement to become a high value woman, because if you're a woman looking for a high value man, they're going to be looking for a high value woman. There's not going to be a high value man looking for no like bum. Right. Um, And so. So we're talking about the masculine variations of this. I'm sure the feminine variations of this. I'm sure there's tons of people out there that um, touch on that. That uh, Actually, even Stefan Arnio does t- touch on that in his book, is in one of his books in that trilogy as well. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, which is the whole episode is going to come full circle around. And I'm sure, and this is something that applies to everybody. And that is confidence confidence as a man woman as someone um trying to live in your masculine purpose someone trying to live in your purpose in general someone living from your day-to-day um confidence as a man i wanted to stay real quick that we could both talk about i think confidence starts with yourself the way you take care of yourself in terms of working out the food that you're eating even just the type of clothes that you're wearing, styling your hair, getting haircuts, stuff like that. I feel like that's what starts your confidence and what helps you be more confident to finally be able to go out and follow your passions. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that was put really well. And so um, one of the points I had under confidence was what you just talk, talked about. So um, to connect those two, 
something that's been really important for me and that I realized, um, and we've talked about this on our on our podcast before, you can't have delusional confidence because that is not real confidence. Real confidence comes from actionable things that you actually perform in your life. Confidence is not a state of mind. Confidence is not um, an, a fleeting emotion. Confidence is a choice. Confidence is the result of the decisions that you make in your life and especially the ones that you tell yourself that you're going to do, especially the ones that you are aware of that you should do, especially the ones that are most important to you and your personal identity. So, for example, the reason Lucas brought up those things is because it's very important for me and Lucas to what were the things that you named? Working out, style. Grooming. Yeah, grooming, stuff that you eat because... I've noticed that when Diet. I eat really bad, I feel like shit the next day. And I'm mentally, like, yeah, even mentally, right? physically, I feel tired, drained, and I'm like shit. Uh huh. And why do you why do you feel bad? What should you be doing? Because I should not even just that I know I should be eating right. Uh huh. But just the way those foods are, that's kind of like what they do to you. They're yeah. These calorie dense meals with barely any of the good nutrition for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have fats, but they have a bunch of trash fats in them. Give me an example. Pizza. Oh, what kind of pizza? pineapple because pineapple belongs on pizza uh, i'm not mad at that you didn't think i liked pineapple no but i know people don't so i just want to try oh yeah it. we should ruffle up some feathers on huh? yeah i'm just kidding um but also that doesn't mean that you should never ever ever eat those foods you know it's good to have a cheat meal every once in a while like once a month after you've weeks, deserved it so that that's yeah. what i mean there's a difference between delusional confidence like for example if you were being delusional and you said oh i ate fine like I find for the like, past two days, there, I'm there's go get the, pizza. The, the base of delusional confidence is when you try to justify the things that you know you shouldn't fudging be doing. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty you, sure we've said, said, said one swear word, haven't we? We're trying to stop no, I swearing. I, I don't think I, I have either. I never swear. It's not in my vocabulary. All right, I'll just I might on. have said the S word. I said she. Is that a swear word? I don't think so. The Hashim said that all the time. Um so not so we've talked about delusional confidence, how um and you feel it. You feel it at the end of the day, you feel it when you put your head on that pillow, you feel it when you look at your face in the mirror before you go to bed, um, how successful that day was, how confident you feel about how you just spent your day and the decisions you made. That's delusional confidence. Where you try to exude that the best you can on the external when in reality the internal is suffering so true confidence what lucas touched on is taking it comes stems from taking care of your internal and your taking care of your internal and i think that in turn does take care of your external yeah it's like the cliche saying always feel you gotta look good to feel good yeah i I love that saying you look good feel good um when you feel good you play good or perform good yeah um and so confidence so what i meant by confidence is a choice, not a state of mind. You decide to perform those actions that either either make you feel um, true confidence or that delusional confidence, or for most people, not even delusional confidence. For most people, just straight up the opposite of confidence when they feel like crap, or I mean, even even to the worst case scenario, depressed. Would you agree? I agree. Like you said, feel like crap and uh, confidence being a decision. Yeah. You're not making the decision to necessarily feel like crap, but you're making the decision to continue 
eating those foods that make you feel like crap or yeah. you're making the decision whether to work out, whether not to work out, decision to black get blackout drunk every fucking night. Fudge a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Hey, we're working on it, guys. This ain't for kids, man. <laughs> we're creating high-value men, not high-value kids. Bro, we're creating high-value kids out here. <laughs> but you make these decisions every day consciously. You're consciously making these decisions. Yeah, that's right. You're not waking up one day and subconsciously just throwing down a whole pizza. Um, I mean, to touch on that, I think now we're talking about habits. Yeah. So when you do something for a certain amount of time, it becomes a habit where it's almost subconscious. That's where this becomes so scary. If you develop the habit of having um, of these traits that, you know, are, you know, beta traits that are weak traits, for example, saying you're going to do something and not do it. When you do that so many times, you start to not feel bad about it. Yep. And when you actually do have something important to your life that you really want to accomplish, you develop that habit that didn't prepare you to accomplish that level of success, that level of work, that job interview, um, whatever, whatever it is you set out to do that day or, um, for that job or whatever, if you didn't prepare yourself with the right habits, you know, with the right mindset and you've created that identity, again, we're going back to identity, that identity that you're not confident to do those things, then you're going to let yourself down and it's only going to create an even worse downward spiral. Mm -hmm. So how would you say that someone becomes confident? How would I say someone becomes confident? Just like what I said earlier, confident is gonna, confidence is going to start, like maybe you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. So the way to change that is to eat better and to work out. I, I bring this around so much because it's like a really big part in both of our lives. Huge. But this is where it Especially starts. Especially for men. Right? If you're not taking care of yourself, what, then what is there to be confident in? You right. know what I mean? If you're lazy and fat and just sit on your couch all day and don't do nothing and you look in the mirror and you don't like what you're doing, but you're still making those decisions, you're never going to build confidence because you don't step outside of your comfort zone to – even do something as simple as walking around your neighborhood to start, you know, you don't right. have to go to the gym to work out. You could, um, I mean, our gyms around us have been closed and Bailey does a lot of calisthenics. I've just been like jump roping and, uh, doing only pushups. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. But I think take becoming like confidence isn't something you're just going to get overnight. I think you got to take the proper steps in the beginning to slowly build that snowball effect of confidence. I feel like confidence is a snowball effect. That's a hundred percent of amazing analogy to wrap together. What I said is again, every decision you make, you're this really the real decision you're making is, are you building your confidence or are you diminishing it? And that, and that adds up every single day. Like, like Lucas just said, it snowballs every single day. Are you becoming a better version of yourself or are you becoming a lesser version of yourself? And if you keep going down that road, you're going to convince yourself that that's just who you are. When you make those decisions, you're going to justify it with decisions you've made in the past and say, that's okay, that's who I am. And at the end of the day, when you look at yourself in the mirror and you realize that you really did not want that life, you're going to realize that not only were you in control, but 
that that's actually who you are. You're going to create that identity of that person that doesn't do what he said he was going to do, that doesn't take care of themselves, that just looks this way, that doesn't relate to those people who are high achievers, that um, can't even have a conversation with them without feeling uncomfortable because now you're so far off the path. You're so far away from them on a different plane, on a completely different playing field um, that you just personally don't feel confident around those people for that reason. And I think that's a perfect indicator to realize how are you living your life is. Um, and if you can't think about those kind of people that are that you would say are high achievers in your life, you should rethink your circle. Yeah. So when you are around those people, you should think to yourself, how do I feel? Do I feel like I'm in the right place? Do I always feel inspired or motivated around these people to the point where when I get home, I'm like, oh, I, I'm like, oh, this person inspired me. And then the next day you're in the same position. Or do you feel like when you're around that people, you go home and you feel positive and you want to keep going and you feel like you're at home with these people. These are your people. You guys are on the same mission. You guys are both building yourself and you guys can have conversations about improving together, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's financial or any any part of your life that we're constantly looking to improve or, again, becoming a better version of yourself. So that's our take on confidence and everything that goes into that. And I would say under that, under that, we have work ethic. Do you mm -hmm. think that do you think that we already touched on that? Or did you have something you wanted to add? We we kind of touched on it. Um, work ethic to me could help build your confidence because, again, it's just those like this is like a real kind of right. recap, I guess. Um like having a good work ethic is doing the things you said you were going to do. Uh -huh. And that's what creates that like momentum. Like, for example, a lot of people, a lot of like really successful people will say, make your bed first thing in the morning. Cause that creates that small win for you to build onto that momentum yeah. for the rest of the day. you know, doing something simple, stuff like that, like waking up at the time you said, um, making your bed, those are already two small wins within like a five minute window of the right. day. You know what I mean? And, I guess that kind of ties into work ethic because to me having a hard a good work ethic is knowing you have this goal to achieve it and you know that there's certain little things that might not even be directly correlated to that goal but you do them anyways because you know it's a good habit that's going to help you build those again those habits that will help you achieve that bigger goal that you have you right know? right so a few things that you just said i actually did the same thing i make my bed and to tie that into exactly what i was talking about it has become a habit for me to not only make my bed, but to make sure that my room doesn't get too cluttered. It's it. I've done that so much where now it's literally a habit. So, and that's a positive habit to have. So I, I purposely and consciously created that habit to build confidence in myself that I take care of my environment. Yeah. Like, um, like the quote that Jordan Peterson always says, P Jordan Peterson, Peter always says, <laughs> Peter Nor always says, <laughs> the quote Jordan Peterson always says is you could judge a man's character by the way his room looks. Cause if you can't take care of your own environment, you're not going to be able to take care of, like you're not gonna be able to affect the world in the way that you want to affect the world. You know what I mean? Mm. I actually haven't heard that quote, but I love that. Really? Yeah. And I, I loved, and I loved, and I love Jordan Peter Noir. Peter Noir. <laughs> I just, Peter Noir. So, adopted a new language. so, so how does, so how does, so we talked about how confidence so we talked about how work ethic and so also to talk about work ethic, that's that goes under um, underconfidence as a habit that you build. So everything that we just talked about, 
making a conscious decision to actionably do things that make you feel confident and realizing that it's not a state of mind. You aren't, um, you know, to feel depressed is a verb. Mm -hmm. To feel sad is a verb. To feel good is a verb. To feel confident is a verb. It is not a state of mind and it is not a label. It is something that you can affect. Mm -hmm. At the least you can do is affect. I'm not saying that you have a thousand percent control of that because that's talking about your subconscious, but you definitely a hundred percent have an effect. And when you do it enough time, you have a very, very powerful influence on it. And so that's what we mean by work ethic. And so how would you tie that into our episode topic of being a high value man, having work ethic? Having work ethic ties into being a high value man because when you think of a high value man, no matter who you think is a high value man, I could guarantee you they're not somebody that's lazy and sitting around on the couch all day, every day. There's somebody who's going out, who's working probably really long hours throughout the day to achieve something that's bigger than them and that could leave a lasting impact on the world for years after they die. Mm -hmm. Well, the next episode is, I mean, the next episode, the next, the next bullet point is purpose, which you just touched on. So you want to go deeper into that. (laughs) Um, just having purpose, something to live for, something that you're going to wake up and be passionate enough or passionate about that it doesn't even feel like work to you. You know, like there's always going to be some parts of whatever you do that's going to feel like work and you're not going to like, but you have this purpose and this passion behind what you're doing that you're able to easily just accomplish these tasks real quick and get them done to the best of your ability because you know that these tasks that you might not like doing, like, for example, Muhammad Ali hated every second of training. That's crazy. He knew that that. that's what's going to get him a championship. That's what's going to get him success because he was passionate about being a great fighter, even though he hated training. Like he says, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's having a purpose for me. Like I really, I always relate to what Muhammad Ali talks about. Right. And, uh, and like, um, another fighter just said this on Joe Rogan's podcast as well. Um, he, he said that he hates fighting. Not really? even, not even training, but like fighting. And then, uh, and he's like, yeah. And when I tell people this, they're like, oh, how, how do you hate fighting? I'm like, isn't fighting everything to you? And he said that no, fighting is not my purpose. Fighting is just like my job. Like there's so much other, yeah, there's that. so many other things to life other than fighting and like your job, like there's family and there's fitness and there's, um, being, um, you know, just being a good person, development, giving back, mm-hmm. doing things that, um, make you feel fulfilled. Um, but even, but so that's that's kind of separate but to talk about his actual job his actual purpose so he didn't look at fighting as his actual purpose but he actually said that he hated fighting Mm -hmm. um like he enjoyed while he enjoyed training he enjoyed like the strategic part of it yeah um like he enjoyed this um the train the the physicality of it um but the actual like fight night like fighting in front of um, all those people and like having all that um, anxiety of, oh, am I going to get knocked out today? Am I going to do good today? He hated that part, but it all stopped when he got in the ring. It all started when, it all stopped when, um, after he threw that first punch. And the reason why he did it is because he became, again, addicted to the feeling at the end, the results. He said when the he win. when he wins, that's one feeling that, you know, it's, it's just like, it feels amazing. That, ah, when everybody's staring at you and applauding you, for all of that work and him having to 
and this this is a hundred percent something that I mean every I think and this we're talking about purpose, but I think this is very this is a brother or a sister to our us talking about work ethic, especially for men and being masculine. You have to work in the dark to shine in the light. Yeah. And again, what you said, when you think of someone who is um, fulfilling their masculine purpose, when you think of someone who is an alpha male or just a male that you look up to um, as a provider, as a leader, like you said, I don't picture them um, sitting at home, chilling, waiting for somebody else to provide for them. I look at them as... Um, someone fulfilling their purpose, someone working in the dark so that they can shine in the light mm-hmm. and so obsessed with the results that they don't care what they have to do. Um, th- there's an awesome quote that boys do what they feel like doing, mm-hmm. but men do what is necessary. It's a dope ass quote. It's a dope ass quote. Even though we just cussed, but it's worth it because I was a dope. Is that is that the uh, cuss word? I don't know. I don't know YouTube's whole like specific words list, but <laughs> what I'm, if I'm YouTube like, is like, "Damn, these boys are spitting bars." I don't care. <laughs> push it out to everybody, <laughs> dude. But to tie into what you said, doing whatever is necessary to achieve your result. Another fighter that we could relate that to is Mike Tyson. Yeah, how he would study world conquerors. Oh my god, how I he love that. he would feel this anxiety before he entered to the ring, but as he got closer and as he got more confident, he would like had these little chants that he would say to himself to get him into the mind, his mindset. Like, he would play mind games with his fighters, the people that he fought against. Like, one thing he would do is he would never take his eyes off of them. No matter, once he oh, got yeah. into the ring, he would never take love, his eyes off I of them. I love those videos. And you could see videos. He's just sitting there, just following And them. And he says, the second that they took their eye off me is the second they lost. Before yep. the bell even rang, yep. the second that they broke eye contact, he was like, you're done. And you see mind. these other fighters, like Mike Tyson just had like an intimidating aura. You could see these other fighters, like they'll look at him and immediately just like look down, uh, just like looking around because they're all, they yeah. were, you could tell these fighters were scared of him, most right. of them. Right. Um, but another thing he did, I don't even know if, you, I don't know if you knew about this, but he hired hypnotists to hypnotize him to. Homie, I'm the one that told you that. No, you didn't. I saw that on Joe Rogan. I told, I dude, I told you this one for sure. I was like, bro, did you know that he actually hired hypnotists to um i think you're capping <laughs> it was either you or my brother it was probably your brother because i i definitely listened to that on joe rogan did you hear it recently yeah i think you heard it because i told you no that. i by recently i mean yesterday when i was at work oh then yeah bro i was i, I told you, you way before work, that work or what no i told you way before that when we taught when i when uh last weekend after the the when we celebrated your birthday and I was like, oh, yeah, did you know that like, you studied all these conquerors? You're like, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, You told you know me about that? the conquerors, but I don't remember. And then the hypnotist, too. All right, whatever. We'll fight after that. Episode. This was a cap. <laughs> but yeah, he hired hypnotists to <laughs> hypnotize him into believing that he's the best fighter in the world in that. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. He did literally everything that it took to be successful. That's On right. top of training, he went leaps and bounds in front of everybody else. And so I think he would also be a great topic to talk about um, when talking about um toxic masculinity because he actually got to a point where um he was you know not comfortable or like didn't feel safe around himself yeah where he got to a point where like he could not compete um without feeling that urge to just conquer Mm -hmm. you know what i mean probably because he got hypnotized (laughs) yeah um that would that that's again that's he also said that he doesn't like working out because it feeds into his yeah. ego and then he goes down that path. That's what I mean. So he had such high of an ego, um, which is not 
ego is not the same thing as confidence. He had some. He had he had such high of an ego that he could not um, work out and he couldn't function. He could not control his own thoughts. That is not a trait of, of a high value man. Of a high value the man. Exact opposite. So he might have been this crazy dude that could beat anybody up, but yeah. not being able to control your own thoughts is a pretty beta thing. So exactly. So um, another thing that we can talk about now that we're going into it is logic over emotion. Emotional so, intelligence. Um, okay, so why don't you go ahead and talk about that since emotional intelligence? Um, well, I could kind of talk about both of them real quick. Emotional intelligence is being able to know your the emotions that you're feeling and understand them, but also be able to process them and make a logical decision right. for whatever you have to do. So, like, I don't know. I don't even know how to put into, like... Yeah, you. you I, th I think you already hit it on the mark. Um, so, a lot of the... A lot of people look would look at um, alphas or like I guess the term alpha or the term toxic masculinity, and think that what they mean is that oh these men don't have emotions they're just um, uh, Igor hungry Igor work <laughs> Igor happy <laughs> Igor eats where'd you get the name Igor from um, I don't know I think I'm thinking of a caveman um or like someone like really strong Igor I should say <laughs> someone like super strong so I'll say like Bailey. Lucas. Nah, Bailey. But I'm like big and strong. Too. I'm uh, well. Everybody knows I'm taller than you, so. Yeah, I'm only six five. Yeah. Um. So, and a lot of people confuse that with thinking that men aren't supposed to feel emotions. So when they think of the terms masculine, and then that's why the term toxic mascul toxic masculinity is also intertwined in there because they think that oh they're creating an environment where men shouldn't feel emotions. Um, not at all. I mean, when you think of people that are uh, very masculine in a positive way, being a high value person. These are people that are actually experts at the process and the skill of empathizing with you. Mm -hmm. When you, um, you know, great father figures in uh, cinema, or all right, let's not talk about cinema because God knows Lucas is gonna um, get lost here. But I know all the even movies. even like pop culture. Um, when you think of like great fathers and, you know, in this in the story where the leader helped the um, the young knight become strong and something happens to the leader and then the young knight has to avenge or, you know, go fight the dragon or fight the beast, fight the demon, whatever. That leader is always one that understands the young man's or young woman's emotions and has the ability to empathize and you know help them through their emotions teach so them how to control their te emotions. teach them how to control their emotions so it is not ignoring your emotions it is being aware of your emotions accepting your emotions and adjusting accordingly adjusting meaning using logic to choose how can i maneuver this situation and get the best out of it so not falling victim to you know the emotions or the desires of the flesh for example, um, I'm trying not to get, uh, I'm trying to, oh, well, we already cussed, huh? Yeah, but don't. All right, all right. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just look at what I wrote then. For example, like the desires of the flesh. So whether that's, um, I'm, I don't remember the bibl biblical terms of it, but, you know, as a man, it would be um, women. As a man, it would be um, things, right? Shiny objects. It, it, could, it could be status. Mm -hmm. And so those emotions are also very biological it, there's i think that's something that we all that we all face men and women
but it takes the awareness of your emotions and the emotional intelligence to know that you you sh just because you have those emotions just because you even have those thoughts does not mean that that is giving you the permission or that that is telling you that this is the right thing to do because a lot of the times most of the time maybe um, the thoughts in your head are not for you sometimes they're actually there to test you that was that was bars you thought that was bars that was kind of bars at the end. oh shit um so we, we already talked the next the next one was uh caring for your body and so um we talked about purpose and so i mean to touch on purpose i do want to share another um quote that well it's not really a quote but uh i don't think i told you this one but it has to do with um being masculine and serving your masculine purpose kind of kind of to the point where boys do what they feel like doing and men do what is necessary um alex becker on youtube it's one of Sam Oven's mentees. Uh, he's an e-commerce guy. You guys should check him out. His Sam Oven's mentors him? Uh, yes. Or the I other way No, no, yeah. Sam Oven's was one of his mentors. Nice. Um, even if you look at his YouTube, like you could tell he's very inspired, influenced by Sam Oven's. Um, and he references Sam Oven's all the time. He said this, and I thought it was really, I thought it was just like I had like an epiphany after listening. His stuff is really good. He said this. He said that... Um, you can live your life two ways. And this uh, this is 100% to do with purpose. And I would want to share this if I was talking to my future son about purpose. So talking to you guys, most of you are probably men listening to this, learning how to be a high-value man. This is, this is something that we could all relate to. He said that at the end of our life, there is always going to be regret for everybody. Now... For s now, we're going to use Batman as an analogy. Thank God Lucas has seen a Batman movie. Seen all of them. Don't play with me. You've seen... Hum you've seen oh, seen well, you're obsessed with Joker, so I know you've seen Dark Knight. You've seen all of them, right? Yeah. All three? All right, cool. So let's use... He uses Batman as an analogy, and I love the analogy. So let's say after Bruce Wayne's parents died in the car crash... Um, after that, Bruce had two options. He said he can either go back, and I believe his first instinct is to avenge his parents. That's why he, he, he trains with the League of Assassins. He becomes a badass. He goes back to Gotham, and he serves his city as Batman, as a force for good with a moral code, um, and you know, really sacrifices everything else other than that. Doesn't really have a love life. Um, he has to go out all, to fight crime all night, so he's asleep and resting and healing all day. Um, and so, I'm just thinking of one of the where he's fighting Bane, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you thought darkness was your ally." <laughs> I I love that I love that scene. Me too. I, I like watch it when like, he's when when he's like. Uh, you were merely uh you were born no no no, like, no 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 don't ruin it don't ruin it it was like uh he was like oh he's like oh. you merely adopted the dark i was born in it molded by it raised in it he didn't say raised in it yeah i said i was raised in it uh-uh oh maybe i'm confusing it with born maybe i don't know he goes molded by it i didn't see the light till i was merely a man, a man. 
Anyway, sorry guys. Blinding. Yeah, I love that part. Did you know that's Tom Hardy, right? Yeah. Um, isn't it crazy how different he looks in that compared to like Venom? Where he's like, have you seen Inception? No. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, he does look super different in Venom. But um, dude, you have to watch Inception. That's like another Christian Bale movie that's like insane. Dude, it's Tom Hardy's in it. Who's that? <laughs> the main character from Peaky Blinders is in it. Uh, he's oh, also yeah, the sca- Scarecrow from Batman. Uh-huh. He's, he's in, in it. Too? Yes. The fuck, did Christian Bale just I mean, round up everybody from I mean, Batman? Chris, Christian Nolan, the director, he <laughs> like uses a lot of the same actors in a lot of his movies. I, I don't know if Albert's in it, the brother, but um, yeah, Tom Ma- Leonardo it. DiCaprio's in it. Oh, the girl that plays Talia Al Ghul from Batman is in it. The the one that ends up being the actual bad guy at the end of the third one. And then she dies like this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> She's like... The one that made Bane her bitch? Yeah. Fuck, I cussed twice. Sorry. I'm going to beat that out. What'd you say? I said the B word. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Damn. You didn't even notice it either. Well, because you whispered it. No, it I said idea. it when she made Bane her... Oh, and you said, "Oh yeah, yeah," but you didn't say anything about it. Oh, I'd, we're grown men; we could talk however we want. Yeah, we're masculine. Alpha. See. Um, so back to the analogy, guys. The League of Shadows. Batman comes while well, Bruce Wayne comes to a point in his life where he get where he has to make that decision: either sacrifice his life for the greater good, for his individual purpose, or, um. Live an easy, average, less pressure life and, you know, have a family, fall in love um, and end up dying and being at his deathbed. And probably. And so what Alex Becker said at the end of this analogy was he said that both men are going to have regrets no matter who you are, no matter what you do. Each man at their deathbed is going to have regrets. So the Bruce Wayne that did not decide to become Batman, yeah, he's going to have a family. Yeah, he's he probably is going to have loved ones around him. Um, but he's always going to have that huge regret that he never followed his purpose, mm-hmm. that he never became Batman, that he never saved all of those lives, that he never fulfilled his potential as a person, as a man, as um as someone that lost his parents to crime, as someone who had the opportunity, the purpose to uh, fulfill that role and actually save people in his city, save lives so that the same thing that happened to him couldn't happen to other people. Literally could have been the difference in countless children's lives uh, that, you know, that, that could have been affected in a similar way that he was, had the chance to change that and chose to not. That is his regret. And that is a huge one. And so on the other side of that, the Bruce Wayne that did, cho- that did choose to become Batman, at the end of his life, he is for sure going to regret his decisions that, um, oh, shit, you know, I mean, I didn't really get it. I, I'm doing it now because you already messed up. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing worse than that. It could be that way you said. But, oh, man, I mean, there's no loved ones around me. No one really knew that I was Batman, so, you know, the city's not going to appreciate me. He's sacrificing that status 
um, even though he was already given everything. But the status that actually matters to him of being that force for good um, isn't public knowledge. So he was sacrificing that at his deathbed. No one really knows the um, positivity that Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne brought. To Bruce Wayne. The <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> um, and so his sacrifice is, is that easy life is um, that that romanticism, that uh, the average, I guess, American dream of, you know, having the family, having the dog, having white loved ones, fence. white picket fence, raising kids. And so at the end of ba- at the end of the Bruce Wayne that chose to be Batman, he's for sure going to regret that as well. However, he is also going to have the privilege to realize that I still fulfilled my purpose. So there's two there's two different ways and you can choose either one. And I mean I mean that that's that's a tough question. Lucas, would you say that choosing the route that if he chose not to be Batman, would you say that that's not fulfilling your purpose as a high value man? It depends cuz if he really wanted to be Batman but settled for that, then I would say that's not fulfilling your purpose. I think that that was put beautifully. Is that Be- Mars? Beautifully. Settling for anything less because of fear is the direct opposite of fulfilling your purpose as a man and your masculine life as a high value person in general. And that could apply to anybody. And that could apply to, you know, that could even apply to um, uh, your work ethic. Choosing to do something, choosing choosing a career, choosing a life, um, because you're afraid to take the risk because you're bec- out of fear, that is what will that is what inevitably makes the Bruce Wayne that chose to be Batman, his situation, his story less um, or more desirable actually than the Bruce Wayne that chose the white picket fence because he didn't make a decision out of fear. He made it out of purpose. He made it out of um being a badass no but he he made his decision out of purpose out of knowing what he was meant to do why was he here and going full throttle into that no matter the repercussions no matter the opinions of others no matter um no matter anything else because nothing else matters um what do you think i think you put it very beautifully very very beautiful very beautiful um so i i love that i love that quote by uh well it's really a whole video but when he said that i was i then i realized that my purpose was to become batman of uh whittier and pico right? <laughs> yeah, i'm the one in pico <laughs> yeah this is our coming out now nah, it could be my robin batman. um you're robin or what no you're robin no because batman was always taller than robin so also uh, you could be batgirl <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have longer hair um and so I think I think there's a I think that kind of you could be the penguin. Did you see that? There's a TikTok where someone said Batman really been letting someone defeat him with brain teasers. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Riddler. Batman be getting worked by a guy with nothing but red Fenty lipstick. The Joker. Or what? Yeah. And so I think uh, the the last thing that we have. Um, right here is um women but i think that 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 ties into all of the you know the desires of just desires in general as a man that is more crippling than enabling mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, didn't you say you had something to say about that? About men chasing women? Oh. So, so, um, I think, I think the best way. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, this, no, that's for the next episode. Uh, uh, the different one. It's the pedestal thing. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I, th- I think the best way to look at that is that, um, I mean, in general, when, when you think about a leader, you don't think of someone that is chasing women. You don't think of someone that is chasing status. You think of someone who is who he is unapologetically, and people who follow him choose him as his leader. Yep. He is he is fulfilling his purpose. He is choosing to be a provider. He's doing what is necessary, and he chooses his purpose o- over almost everything else that doesn't have that you know intrinsic value value to him like um maybe family will um but everything else is just a compliment so a woman should be a compliment to your life and not the focus status should be a compliment to your life not the focus the the you know materialistic things that you have should be a compliment to your life and not the focus the attention you get should be a compliment to your life and not the focus, period. And so I think the confusion of that, I mean, especially today in, you know, pop culture with everything, with music, with uh, um, TV, movies. Um, we get it, bro. You're tall. Yeah. Um, with TV, movies, I think they completely uh, misconstrue that. They completely tear that apart, and they show the opposite. I mean, that's all. That's what. While I guess with the popular hip hop, popular music, um, mostly hip hop, that that it's it's based around is those things that I that I mentioned. And I mean, we grew we grew up as I think we're Gen Xers, Gen Z, Gen Zers, Gen Z. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people got it twisted. A lot of people think that that's the focus, right? What? Um, the things that I named, like women, status, oh, yeah. fame, attention, 100%. things, materialistic stuff. I mean, in one of Ice Cube's song goes, "Life ain't nothing but bitches and money." <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to cuss because eighty percent of the cusses this episode were you. My bad. G. <laughs> oh, my bad. G. That's what happens when you're a real ass player what happens when you realize both the shorties just love you um so what do you, what else do you think that society does to create um that society does to instead of cater to the high value man if anything they kind of um not only cater to but they kind of expect and create in a way the opposite of that i think the biggest thing that the media and like this culture that we have now where like a lot of people are really sensitive. The biggest thing that affects men becoming high value men is that one, all people ever talk about or all they ever want to do is go out party and have the good times. Right. Two, they misconstrue these traits of being a high value man with toxic masculinity, which we will probably get into more in our next episode. Right. But they see these alpha men doing some alpha stuff and they try to say, no, that's toxic masculinity. You shouldn't be doing that. Right. And to the people that are just going through the good times, they might see that and be like, okay, so if that's toxic masculinity, I shouldn't do it. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like those are the two like biggest things. 
Yeah, and they even um, and so I think that yeah we we so what we're talking about next episode is how society even um shames you for fulfilling your masculine purpose to a point where they believe it's toxic toxic masculinity which we believe there is no such thing but that is something that we're talking about next episode something that you did talk about is um society's opinions and something that a high value well you tell me lucas when you think about a high value man a leader what do they what do they think about others opinions or what they should do that's a great transition these high value men they don't care about other people's opinions of themselves because they know what they're doing is true to themselves Mm -hmm. and they have that confidence in what they're doing that they're fulfilling their purpose right so i said that the people that are doing the good times which are already doing weeks are already being created uh into weak men weak men see the uh alphas or the high value men if you want to call them doing this stuff and getting called toxic masculinity and then they make the decision based off of uh, the weak men make the decision to not make those decisions that the alpha men are making based off of society's opinions on those alpha males you know they might really like what that alpha male is doing they really might like the work ethic he has the purpose how driven he is but they get so wrapped up in not wanting to be canceled or not wanting to say something that's going to come up 10 years down the line in like someone trying to expose them for something dumb yeah and something i do want to touch on is your purpose does not have to be becoming a billionaire by day and fighting crime by night your purpose does not Wait, have to that's be not yours that's mine oh, that's mine yeah yes never mind that's the only purpose you could have the only purpose <laughs> your purpose does not have to be being on the forbes list your purpose does not have to be creating a business your purpose is completely um independent and personal to who you are and why you why you believe you were put on this earth for example i have um two friends right now who i have a ton of respect for that um it's me right i have two (laughs) friends right now that i I have a ton of respect for that um that you know always always had a positive view on things and that they decided that their purpose were to be firefighters and one of them has you know gone through um injuries um you know just a bunch of hard times and he's still um, working at it and he's still doing everything he can to become a firefighter. For example, that's, that's fulfilling your, your purpose. And personally, I have a ton of respect for people in, um, in positions like that and law enforcement um, because that's hard. And not only is that a hard position, but you know, you don't get a ton of, and which, which I actually wish they did along with um, teachers and other people who have very serving positions. Um, I wish that they were rewarded more on the financial side, but that's a perfect example of the sacrifice that they're making for their position. They're, um, they're providing a huge, huge value, not, not even to the economy, but to humanity. Yeah, they're not chasing the money. They're doing what they think is best for like... They're providing the a the service world. to humanity. Yeah. And, so the, yeah and, and so that isn't... And you know, if you're if what you're looking for in your life is finances to provide your service to humanity through that, there's nothing wrong with that either. That's 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 also a great purpose. That's also a purpose where you could serve humanity in different ways in building charities and rebuilding um, jungles or places that were burned down or um, schools in places where they can't afford it, whatever. Um, 
the the list is too long to talk about because everybody's purpose is going to be different it's something that everybody needs to sit in a dark room and contemplate about and think about what do i really want and is this my decision out of fear or out of inspiration out of fear or out of just complete 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 um complete a tunnel vision on the results rather than everything that it takes to get there you know when we think about the the steps that it takes to get to our purpose we tend to shoot for the stars instead of the moons or or just you know shoot for the moon so you can land on the stars no fuck that no cussing, <laughs> fuck bro. that you can do it do not move out of fear another thing alphas high value people in general have again with the confidence they believe that they can have be or do anything they set their mind to and don't give a crap about fear yeah exactly or failure what do they think about failure this part of life and you can learn from it a hundred percent also i kind of wanted to talk about passion um passion and purpose because this is something that i actually struggled with earlier in my life like two years ago a lot of people overthink finding your passion and finding your purpose so much that like if you talk to people they're like oh i'm just waiting to like find out what i'm passionate about or find out what my purpose is or they say i wish i could just know what my purpose is but in all honesty if you look to the people that you aspire to be like the most whether that be a firefighter a businessman an actor a teacher the people that you aspire to be like the most are often a reflection of what your purpose or passion is because otherwise you wouldn't aspire to be like them you would just be you wouldn't you wouldn't aspire to be anything you don't want you know what i mean whenever somebody asks me bailey i don't know what my purpose is bailey what should i do the first thing i tell them is who do you look up to i don't know i don't know if that naturally came to you but i got that from um i believe uh ed my letter tony robbins i think tony robbins told Ed my letter but um look up to who you admire and usually the reason you admire that person is because you see a little part of yourself inside of that person you see a part of yourself that can be that yes. is that has opportunity that has potential to accomplish to do the same exact things to have those same skill sets to be able to affect those people in the way that they did that you have the same stuff that that person does for example i always looked up to um tony robbins and i always like the way he would affect people after talking to them and my friends would tell me i had a similar um effect on them i just always whenever i would see his um see his content or whatever i just always felt a certain type of way i either tell them that or i think about um i tell them you know what what are you what do you like or like what are you curious about like think so i mean we're we're getting into purpose but the last thing i would talk about i would advise on purpose is i think it's already inside you it's already most of us that's why they tell you you have to go out and try stuff because it's not going to just magically fall in your lap you have to go out and try stuff and you have to go out try stuff personally or like like you said um 
think back to the things that you've already experienced. What do you like? What are you curious about? Who do you look up to? What do you admire? Do you admire scientists? Do you admire astronauts? Do you admire do you admire motivational speakers? Or even entrepreneurs? Like simple stuff. Like do you admire teachers? Teachers. I I grew up admiring my trainers, teachers. Nutritionists. Like it does. Your purpose for some people doesn't isn't this big extravagant thing that you're going to change the entire face of the world within like your lifetime. Your purpose might just be to help people in your community, you know? I admired my teachers growing up and Tony Robbins and I thought to myself why and I came to the conclusion that it was their ability to in to not only help people, you know, financially or you know, help them learn this subject, but internally help them themselves so that they then on from that position they have not not that they were fixed like that because that never happens but they have the opportunity and they became open-minded to a completely another side of themselves that is that can take them to the next level of who they are and i thought that was just amazing that kind of like being uh open your mind to another side of yourself is something that happened to you in high school when you read that book that's what yeah. that book was to you yeah, a hundred percent. Well, yes, it opened it opened my mind to uh, that opportunity. But the reason why I loved the book so much was because it made me realize that I actually do like, like I I felt like I already like that's what I wanted to be the whole time. Like I didn't know Tony Robbins was an entrepreneur. I thought it was a motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. So when I read that book, I was like, oh, he's an entrepreneur. Oh, this other person that I like is an entrepreneur. Oh, so is this person. So is this person. And Opened these entre- you up into that yeah, world. I was like, oh, Tony Robbins isn't a speaker. He has a business that with speakers that help people. And, you know, they sell, they, they make money and they actually help people and they actually affect people's lives and they get um, and they make money so they could do it on a larger scale. And so that's that's what I really fell in love with. Um and so for me personally, that is what I realized that my purpose was. And the only way I was able to realize that was because um, I did the work. I watched the content. I immersed myself into that area. I immersed myself into those books, all of those books, um, the content, the shows, the movies. Um, I already said books because there's a lot of books <laughs> that I read. Um and so it didn't just fall on my lap. And I definitely had to develop that work ethic that, you know, made me confident enough that I could even believe that I could be one day compared to those kinds of people in those positions. And that wouldn't even be a thought if I believed that I wasn't capable of that. And the way you believe that you're capable is by developing that confidence in yourself that you can be a leader, you can be a provider, you can serve your masculine purpose. And that that is the one thing that matters. If I was just thinking about the money, I wouldn't have even came close to um, going that far because, I mean, I would just look into the money and then if it wasn't there, then I'd probably move on somewhere else or something like that. Or if I was just thinking about the status, um, you know, motivational speakers aren't the most famous people in the world, right? Tony Robbins is like a very famous motivational speaker, but he's probably one of the only ones. That's that at that level, you know, like Tony Robbins was a household name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But uh, my point is your purpose is going to be individual to you and you have to you have to no matter what move without fear towards that 
to who you are because that is your masculine purpose and that is what attracts everything as a man that is what that is what attracts those other secondary things that are a complement to your life anyway so when i said your perp your 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 focus should be your purpose and a woman is going to be a compliment if you're focusing on your purpose. Status is going to be a compliment if you're focusing on your purpose. Um, attention is going to be a compliment. Finan- the financial side of it is going to be a compliment if you are serving your purpose as a masculine man. So um, to tie this back into um, being a high-value man, the opposite of that would be moving in fear would be listening to others' advice, listening to others' advice so much that you don't even believe that your advice is the best advice for you anymore. I've seen that, and it's um, it's so sad where someone's like, oh, I want to, um, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, someone told me that they believed that they would be great in this um, company, but people tell them that they would be an awesome influencer on Instagram, but they don't even like being in front of the camera or being in front of people. And so she was like, yeah, that's why I started my boutique. And I'm like, it, that's not even what you want to do. And, uh, and then so we ended up having like a 20-minute conversation in a car at night. Um, and at the end of it, she was like, I'm going to end my boutique store, my boutique store, whatever, however you pronounce it. I'm going to end the store and I'm going to focus on um, the business. And I thought that was amazing. And um, this was a woman. So it's these these values apply to almost everybody but you cannot serve you literally cannot serve your masculine purpose without these thanks for lifting or what i think that might be a thanks for lifting so why do you like uh what do you what do you think working out does for you because i know we could talk about working out for a whole episode oh man we could talk about working out Cool. We could super quick straight workout podcast i know um or working out taking care of yourself i guess well, working out, for one, is something that's fun to me. Yeah. You know? Um, like, I genuinely enjoy going to the gym and seeing how heavy I could lift stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Um, but two... How impor- but how important do you think that is for um, men, exercising for men? So, I actually, we're... We, you're, oh, this is you're, what I wanted to say about working out. Um, <laughs> so, I think working out for men and women in general and getting to, like, your peak physical... Uh, state yeah your peak physical state is so important because that's one of those things in this world and it honestly might be the only thing that can't be just given to you you if you see someone that's ripped that has a six-pack you know they've committed the time in the gym you know that they've committed to uh eating right meal prepping whatever it may be for like months if not years and years and years on end you see that and you know that they just worked hard for it. You don't see someone with a six-pack and say, oh, someone gave that to them. Oh, they got that from their parents. No, they were in the gym. They were working out. They were doing the cardio, doing the Stairmaster, all the stuff that people hate. Like, I hate doing cardio, but I'm still in my backyard jump jumping rope for 20 to 30 minutes every day. I was still, like, on the bike at the gym and the uh, Stairmaster at the gym. The only form of cardio I guess I really basketball. do enjoy is basketball or um boxing i would do it every skinny now dipping and then skinny dipping with bailey Bro, they're <laughs> <gonna> think <laughs> uh, all right yeah <laughs> that's why i think working out is so important to men and and women just 
because that's not something you could take a shortcut on. We're joking, by the way, guys. <laughs> um, but um, I think uh, that's an awesome point. Um, I think to wrap it up, to wrap up your point 100%, we're going to go skate. Um, at the end of your life, you're going to know how you lived your life. Um, and you're going to know if you moved out of fear or if you moved out of inspiration, out of belief, out of confidence. And you get that confidence as a man by doing the things you said you were going to do, right? Taking care of yourself. Doing the hard stuff. Taking care of yourself. Earning your keep, right? Not caring about others' opinions, right? And focusing on your purpose and realizing that everything else is a compliment and being okay with going against the grain, being okay with being a lone wolf until you have your village, until you have what people um, aspire to acquire as well. So then they follow you and then you become a leader. Um, I think the best way to wrap this up is I heard I heard something a little a story. A, let's say let's say you're in bed. I'm thinking of Ernie's story right now. That thing was so funny. Um, <laughs> let's say you're in bed and a demon approaches you, and this demon tells you that um, from here on forward, you are going to be in an infinite loop and live your life until for an infinity for an infinite amount of time you are gonna be born and die bailey contreras whatever your name is your life the exact same thing every single time for eternity that is going to happen every heartbreak every struggle every win every celebration you are going to live that for eternity and so what you need to ask yourself is what I just said right now, what would you tell the demon? Would you tell the demon, why did you do this to me? Why did you curse me? Why am I doomed to this eternal hell forever? What did I do to deserve this? Or are you going to tell the demon, thank you, oh blessed demon. I'm so grateful what did I do to deserve this? I can't believe this is happening. This is the best thing that has ever happened to me. That should let you know if you are living the way you should be living. If you are living at the potential that you know you can be living at. Done. Damn. That was pretty deep. That was. I think we should just end it right there. Forget the intro. You have to say an outro. The outro. That's what I meant. Yeah. You have to say it though. Oh, let's see if I could get it right this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say, I'll say, well, um, thanks for lifting guys. Thanks for lifting guys. That was our episode on, uh, being a high value man kind of attributes that make, um, men serve that help men serve their masculine purpose and don't fall into, into the trap of becoming a beta male that society has set for us. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I was that thinking of Jocko. Yeah, right oh, the demon got me. Hodge twins. <laughs> That's what they say when the demon gives them life forever. Oh, the, the demon, demon got, got me. me. Oh, the demon's sucking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture him looking at his brother. The demon's sucking me off. Oh, um, my family's like, what's going on? The next episode we're going to talk about is, um, since we talked about, you know, serving a masculine purpose in such a positive way, what about, about toxic masculinity? Masculinity Bailey. de toxica. Masculinity de toxica. <laughs> I don't know that's how you actually say <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure it's not the, I know how you say masculinity. Um, but, uh, that's, that's super important because there is a fine line and we put some research into the next episode. So we're going to be. Um, we're gonna go into that one, but uh, yeah. so that that was the purpose for today. Um, thanks you guys for listening. Please share this. Please subscribe and like if you found it valuable. Share this with someone who you think or who you know would find this um, entertaining, educational, and uh, just fun to watch and yeah. would be appreciative of lifting. So you can find me Instagram. I am Bailey Contreras. Same thing on TikTok. I post um, I post a lot about this channel, about this page on my Instagram and just my own personal stuff on my TikTok. I'm a little more creative there with like lifestyle and um, same thing with this podcast and also my personal skills and communication and um, documenting. I do a lot of documenting, especially on my YouTube, which is just Bailey Contreras. And uh, go ahead, share your share your ads. Real quick, I just want to share your say, phone number. Um, like I want this to be like a genuine thing like i don't want you guys to like the video if you didn't end up liking it you know what i mean and you might disagree with me but if you didn't like the video leave a dislike and comment on what you felt oh, for sure we could have done better or what you disagree with you know we want for sure if you have any disagreements um yeah let this us is, know we could talk about it it's very rare in this society to actually want to have conversations with people with differing opinions but me and bailey a thousand percent love that like have them the only way we're going to get anywhere in this world is to have conversations with people who disagree with us. So if you... And that is a very masculine thing to do. I'm just a real-ass boss, G. <laughs> so if you didn't like the episode, let us know. Let us know what you didn't like and why you didn't like it. Um, but if you did like it, then go ahead and leave us that little thumbs up. And let us know if you got any value out of it, too. Yeah. Um, what did you think was bars we've gotten we some, spit the most bars we've gotten some messages about people who say like our podcast actually really inspired them and that's dope to us so if you if it did inspire you or it did help you change your mindset in any way shape or form let us know put a little smile on our faces um definitely that that's that fills a purpose that me and lucas have to get a little yeah. personal so that um is we much appreciated um it's it's literally it, it is our value out of doing this podcast yeah. so um other than you know us having fun actually making it it feels awesome to get that feedback whether good or bad yeah. um if if i get bad feedback that tells me that you guys are listening and that you guys are engaged in the conversation and you could relate and have your own opinions and i love that and if we could have an actual conversation about it that tells me that you are um you're just, I mean, that's you. You have to be a part of the best of the best to actually have a conversation, even though you're in disagreement. Yeah. So, um, that's we 100% welcome that. So thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for lifting. Did we tell them why we say thanks for lifting? Yeah, we've told them before. All right, guys. Thanks right, for guys. lifting. See thanks you guys on the lifting. next episode. Follow me on all social medias at Lucas Wavy.